Welcome to Talmud Tidbits. It's an honor to have you here. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and my goal is to share inspiring, uplifting, and beautiful ideas as we go through Shas together, Ezra Hashem, and become more proficient in the beauty and the wisdom of Chazal that will greatly enhance our Vodas Hashem and our lives. Hello and welcome. We're in Brachas Daf Yud Aleph Amid Aleph, and we're focusing on some beautiful ideas and lessons that we can learn from Chazal. And Chazal tell us in this stuff we're talking about Osik um, Mitzvah, Patrabana Mitzvah, and a general idea that we have is that when a person is uh, doing a mitzvah, Hashem wants our full concentration. And so uh, Hashem says, listen, if you're doing one mitzvah, I don't want you to interrupt and do another. And we have to think about that because what Hashem is telling us is that I want your attention so that I can make sure that you are focusing on what you're doing and you can connect with me because that's the whole purpose of a mitzvah. There's a fascinating thing on Dafyud Alephim and Bez. And it's Mahogus in the Gemara whether we say Avas Olam or Ava Rabba. Now, the Ashkenazim Paskin like Tosis, and, which is interesting because they were Sephardi, uh, Tosis says that they were Masakin by Shacharis to say Ava Rabba, and in Arvis they say Avas Olam. And there's a, so that, that's the Minag Ashkenaz. Um, Sephardim, they say, um, they say Avas Olam by both. Now, I want to explain this a drop. The Vilna Gon explains that what's the shot? He says it's based on the Pusik, and we're going to talk about this in a minute also, that we stay steadfast through Rebun Shalom Baboker, and when things are bright and inspirational, but then when Aschah, we hold on to our faith in Hashem, even Balelos, when things are challenging. And the pshat is that Hashem says that in the morning you feel my love. So you feel the avarabah. You can feel the great, great, great passion. But in the nighttime, you need my reassurance. And you need avas olam. You need to know that there's eternal love here. And that's the pshat, that we always we, we want to feel Hashem's eternal love. That Hashem says, no matter what you do, I'll still love you. I'll always accept you. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thought. I wanted to say that, perhaps according to the Minag Svard, where they say uh, avas olam, both in morning and night, they hold that you need a lot more encouragement from Hashem to always know that He's always there for you no matter what. But either way, it's a beautiful lesson in life. The Gemara also tells us that you have to mention Midas Yom Belayla and Midas Laila Bayom. And again, it's the same exact concept. Ben Yoyeta here explains it, that um, we have to recognize that it's the same Rebun Shalom who sends us challenges, it's the same Rebun Shalom who gives us good things, and uh, whenever anything happens, we should recognize that it's all coming from Him and Hashem has a calculation as to what he's doing and why we have to go through these things. Daf Yud Beis I'm coming back to that pasuk. Tosis says He brings down. How do you read this pasuk based on based on the Gemara? It's in the morning we say over the Chesed that Hashem did in, in the past in Mitzrayim. And our Amuna means that we're focusing on the future redemption that the Rebbeinu Shalom is going to send our way. That's what it's all about: the future redemption. Let me go back to Dafyud Aleph because I left out one tosis that I wanted to mention, which is a, probably the most famous one in all brachas, I would say, in Dafyud Aleph and Mabez, or one of the top three. That tosis says that if you make a birchas Torah, you don't have to make it again later, um, even though you work during the day. He says, The Shani Torah, She'enu Miyayish Daito, the whole Shah Adam of Lomod, the Chsibi Yisko Yom Balayla, Bahavi Kamo Yoshev Kala Yom Below Hefsik. So we love Torah so much as Jews, and we're always longing to learn. And all day long, that's what we're looking forward to do. And so in the morning, when we make Berchus Torah, which, by the way, we paskin that it's better to um, say all this psukim afterwards that you get learning in. Of course, some people sit down and learn after davening as well. It's part of it. But either way, um, so we don't have to make a Berchus Torah later because we never took our mind off of it. We're always thinking about learning and coming back to Hashem. Coming back to Daf Yud Beis Manalif, Chadashem 
Rabban Asachah, what does that mean? Tosis brings down, it's really a, he brings down a Medrash Rabban Echa, but it's really a Zohar as well. It's actually, I believe, one the only Zohar that the um, Tzos brings down as well. He talks about it in his introduction, the same exact one, that every morning, every night you return your expired and tired soul to God, and Hashem faithfully returns it to you in the morning and recharges you. It's an amazing thing. If you think about it, you go to sleep and you're exhausted, and the Rebona Shalom puts, puts, you, puts your neshama and puts your body on a charging pad and gives it back in the next morning, and you're feeling good. The Gemara says, Kola Osa Dvara Vera if you do a sin and you're embarrassed by it, you get a kapara. Now, it's a, if you read it carefully, the simple reading is that you're forgiven for that avera, but it seems to say, I'll call if you're forgiven for other averas as well. And the Gemara even says that Shaul was embarrassed to mention the Urmatumim because he had killed out the city of, of Novi Arakonim. He did a horrible crime, but he didn't mention it, so he had a kapara because he was upgraded to Imi Mkhitsasi. He, he was in the same exact parameters in Shemayim as his great Rebbe, uh, who had anointed him and helped him out his whole life, Shmuel Hanavi. So what does that mean? That means that the purpose of life is to connect with Hashem. And when we recognize that we did something wrong and we're embarrassed, that is a kapara in itself because it means that we're burning it out of ourselves and recognizing, hey, I could do better. I shouldn't be acting that way. And so the greatest thing is that feeling of embarrassment and remorse. But we got to do something with it. If we hurt other people, we need to say, I'm sorry, I feel terrible that I hurt you. And if we uh, hurt or went against Hashem, but on Makam, we have to turn to Hashem and say, I'm embarrassed by what I did. That's the greatest kapara that we could do. We should all be zilcha to do that. More in Brachas, Yud Gimel says, Kol HaMarech Be'echad, anyone that says the word Echad in Shema in a lengthy manner, Marikon Lo Yama Vishnosav, they will lengthen his days. And Ravacha says, and you should do it on the letter Dalid, and don't mess up letter Ches. That's what the Gemara says. Rashi says that if you drag out the Ches, it could sound like a different word. If you drag out the dollar, you're just finishing up the last word. So what does this mean? That just because you say the words in a lengthy manner, that gives you a long life. The answer is that there's something very deep here. And that is that it's our recognition that the Rebbe Shalom runs the world, takes care of us, watches over us. Remember, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad is the Jewish battle cry. And so it's not just saying that you pronounce the word in a lengthy way. It's saying that you lengthen it and you and you... And you extend it throughout your whole day, like Rashi says that Hashem, and quoting the Gemara further on, Hashem runs the world, and He's in charge of all four directions. A person should never think anything that comes his way from any direction, from heaven, earth, up, down, left, right, whichever direction, is not coming from Hashem. Hashem runs everything, and that's what it means that if you extend your day and extend your acknowledgement of Hashem, then your, by definition, your life will become lengthened and more meaningful because you'll be living with Hashem every day. Gemara and Yif Dalit Aleph says that Rav Yitzchak Barasion says it is forbidden Nasrul Adam Lasas Chafatz of Kodem Shispal. Person shouldn't do his own private things before he davens to Hashem in the morning. And he says further on that if someone davens and then travels, Hashem will Oselo Chafatz of Shenem Artzayik Lefanav Yahalik Viyasim Derech Bamav. So what does this mean? This means that our perspective in life has to always be first and foremost Hashem. So it's true, we have our personal needs and things that we would like to do, but the most important thing is fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem and making sure that we are starting our day off thinking about Hashem. That's why the Shlob brings down that Yaakov sent Yehuda to Goshen to start a yeshiva. That's the first priority of a Jew. Torah always has to be first. The Shlob says that the first thing you do when you move into your house if you 
bought a house. Now, I notice how I didn't say a, you built a house because the, if I'm quoting the Shlaw, then I have to respect him. And the Shlaw writes that how would a Jew ever build a house in Chutzlar? It's a brand new house in Chutzlar. It's, that shows that you're Miyayish from the Gula. That's what the Shlaw says. It's Azar in Chutzlar. It's never built a house. And remember, this was a man that spent most of his life living in Chutzlar and was Moser Nefesh with great sacrifice to spend the end of his life after his wife passed away. He moved to Eretz Yisrael, remarried, and finished his life there. In fact, the Shlaw itself was written, Shnelchus was his ethical will that he wrote to his children. However, he wrote that they should share it with the Talmudim. And according to the legend, uh, one of the Talmudim decided to publish it, thinking that it would do better for uh, public consumption. Who knows what the Shlaw really had in mind, but either way, it's a phenomenal safer. So the Shlaw says that when you move into a new house that you purchased, not that you built for yourself, but that you purchased the house, the first thing you should do is designate where you learn your Torah. This is going to be my room. This is going to be my table. This is going to be my area where I learn Torah. That's the way a Jewish person thinks. We put Hashem first. I'm not talking about the halachic ramifications that sometimes people have medical issues they need to eat in the morning, or there are, there are other heterim that are halacha that are not considered turning your back on Hashem. They're just, uh, but that's, that's a personal thing. However, the general idea is that we want to start our day off right, thinking about the Rebona Shalom. And I've applied this to other places in life. For example, when I get a new pair of glasses, I try, believe at her, that the first thing I look at with the glasses is a Devar Torah, some learning. If I get a pair of shoes, the first time I put them on, it's to go to shul. We try, it's, a, it's the Jewish longing to do what's right and to put our focus on Hashem first and foremost. Kilo mishpat ha it's to give the first, first thought of the two should be on our Ruchnius on the Rebona Shalom. On Daf Yudalim Abayis, the Gemara talks about the different parashas of Shema, and it tells us the biggest Yisod, Shema Vahim, Shemoa, etc., that the biggest Yisod in life is Lomod, to learn, Lamed, and to teach, Velasos. Now, the order is a little curious because really it should be you learn, and then Lasos, then you do, and then you teach. But the truth is that there's a depth here. But first of all, this idea is very, very important, which is that. Of course, you have to learn and you have to apply it yourself. But you become a, you become more motivated to be a lasos, a, a sincere lasos, when other people are watching you and you're influencing them as well. And it's a it's a big machayev to know that other people are watching you. And this is something that creates a tremendous aliyah ruchnius for a rebbe to know that his talmidim are watching him and learning from his actions. And finally, you know, very often the gemara brings a small, fascinating idea. And if you look it up, there's just so much depth there. So. On Daf Tesvav Amud Beis, the Gemara says, "Amar Rav Tevi, Amar Rav Yoshia, what's the shot in the pasuk? Because the pasuk in Mishlei, um, Perak Lamed, pasuk Tesvav, and it's actually two pesukim through Tesayin. Shalosh Hena Lo Tesvayna. There's three things that are not satiated, and the Gemara picks on that. It talks about a grave and it talks about the womb, and the Gemara learns out different things that." That Tchias Amesim, Ayin Shem of the Gemara. I'm not even going to talk about the Gemara. That pasuk itself is very difficult to understand. Those two pesukim. I want to go over that a little because it's just fascinating ideas that are being hinted here. So, in Tehil, in, in uh, sorry, Mishlei, it says La Aluka Shtebanos. This is in Parak Lamed Pasuk Tesvav. The grave has two daughters. Hav Hav. <laughs> That's what it says. Two daughters are Give Give. So the grave is asking for everyone. There's enough room in the ground for everybody. And then the Pasuk says, There's three that are not satiated. Arba, then there's four, that will never say enough. Now, there's a whole problem how to even read the Pasuk. What are, what are the three? What are the four? I'm not going to even talk about that so much, but it's, it's a fascinating concept in itself. So then I'm going to translate it according to most of the Mepharshim. Sheol, there's the grave. And what that means is that on a simple level that 
people are always dying, and that's something that a person needs to think about in the future. And a closed up womb. And again, that seems to be saying that there, people are always procreating, so there's a there's a balance that people are dying, but the world is always bringing new people in. Of course, the Gemara Darshan's other things about it. Eretz lo sava mayim, a land that was unsatiated by water. It could always the land could always absorb more and more water. And then it brings down the fourth thing, the esh lo armahon, and also the 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 fire never says enough. Now remember, the fire consumes, right? The fire will never stop burning. It could burn down the whole world technically if something didn't stop the fire. And so. So Chazal say that, that this has a lot to do with our desires, that if we allow our desires to take over, then they rule us. And that, that's what Chazal are saying. So it's interesting that they compare the Sha'ol, the, the Gehenim, and the Otsarachim, and the womb. That's what the Chazal are doing in this Gemara over here. And there's a lot here. So the Gemara, the, the Grah brings down that Gehenim has seven compartments, two, two groups, two groups of five things, and then another group of two. And the words Hav Hav are those seven. And hay bays is the five parts of five levels of Gehenim, and the bay, the hay is the five, and the bays is the two. And Avdon and Sha'ol are, are the, the worst two. They're the bottom ones that a person never gets out of. They're eternal. Of course, a person mostly doesn't want to get in there. Um, Nevesh Chaim brings down, Shar Aleph, that Aluka is a blood sucking worm that absorbs decaying blood from a sick person. Then the person heals and the worm dies. So, so too, Gehenim, it's a washing machine. Or Victor Miller stressed this very frequently. The Gehenim is a washing machine meant to clean us and to fix us. Just like the womb brings life. That's what Sha'ol is also. It also, Gehenim and even death, is really bringing life by cleansing a person from all their desires, from all their impurities of life. And so, when you open up the Mepharshim and these Psukim, it's very, very fascinating what you learn. The Hav Hav, we've always heard the Zohar talk about how a dog... And the selfish people will say, give, give. And that's it's really based on this Pusik. There's a lot of the source for the give, give. And then we know Rav Dessler's famous for it, that Ava, the the root of Ava is Hav, to give. Because the word Hav could mean to take. <clears throat> it could also be give me, give me. So when we live our life saying give me, that's a bad thing. But when we live our life, it says give you, Hav, Hav, give to you. Then then that that's the root of love, to give. Of course, there's also an aspect of Hav Talrech Kamocha, which also plays on that, which is kamocha, that you love yourself the most. There is that love, but you're giving that out to other people. Anyway, so when we go through these Pesukim and Chazal, it's always worthwhile to spend time and learn what Chazal say about a Pesuk, how they explain it. And when you open it up, you start understanding it a lot more deeply.